Test, test, test. Here we go. You're listening to The Ranked Podcast, where your hosts, Nick Norris and Justin Knight, are on the hunt for the most iconic year in sports history. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the year 1939, a wonderful year with wonderful people where the whole world gets along. Isn't that right, Justin? Um, maybe in the little fairy tale, uh, fairy tale world. <laughs> well, I'm Nick, and like I said, that is Justin. And every week we look at a different year in history and break it down in terms of sports. See how iconic it is, sports history. Mm, yeah. uh, and this week we picked 1939. And there's two reasons we did this, Justin. One is that uh, it was the start of the last world war, and maybe we're about to start another one. But secondly... Mm. It was the birth of March Madness, which is gearing up real soon. So two things. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah. But before we get into the sports of it all, let me paint you a picture, as I always try to do, Justin, of 1939. All right. I'll give you I one see. minute to paint me a picture. Now, you got it. Germany invades Poland. They occupy Bohemia and Morovia. Announces pact with England. Uh, the Russo-Finnish War begins. The Finns uh, to lose one-tenth of territory in the 1940 Peace Treaty. And, of course, World War II begins. But in lighter news, the New York World's Fair opens and the U.S. starts the food, uh, food stamp program. Justin, do you know what the hour, hourly wage was in 1939? Um, I'm going to say $2.50. $2.50. 30 cents. 30 cents oh an hour. Oh, my gosh. Even worse than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> a car costs $750. Nice. And can you guess how much a house would cost in 1939? Um, I don't know, thousand bucks. Four thousand. So you're close. Four thousand dollars. Yeah. Nice. I wish a house cost four thousand now. <laughs> gas was ten cents a gallon, and bread was <laughs> nine cents a loaf. Uh, now gas is four dollars and twenty cents where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, some movies released in 1939 include Gone with the Wind. The Wizard of Oz, and Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. So three huge, very influential movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and music, uh, maybe less influential or at least less recognizable. Uh, Deep Purple by Larry Clinton and his orchestra. Beer Barrel Polka by Will Glay. And If I Didn't Care by The Ink Spots. Nice. You ever heard any of those? No. I bet they're okay, good. me neither. <laughs> And for some weird news that happened in 1939, before we get into sports, um, in 1939, a freshman named Lothrop Wilthington Jr. reportedly bragged to his friends that he had once eaten a live fish, so they bet him 10 bucks he couldn't do it again. Like most young college students, uh, he took the challenge. So, the moment of, tr- moment of truth came on March 3rd in Harvard. Uh, standing in front of a crowd of grinning classmates and at least one Boston reporter, Wilthington dropped an ill-fated three-inch goldfish into his mouth, gave a couple chews, and swallowed. Uh, the scales, he later remarked, caught a bit on my throat as it went down. Ugh. So this this should have been a one-off thing, but unfortunately, this, uh, this became quite a trend across America. Uh, <laughs> even Life magazine covered the story, and the result was a goldfish-swallowing competitive craze that swept the nation's colleges. Over at the University of Pennsylvania, a student downed 25 while a guy at MIT briefly became the, quote, new intercollegiate goldfish-swallowing champion with a count of 42. 
Those poor goldfish. Uh, you know. <laughs> as, this, as the spring progressed, some girls joined in and rival, rivalries emerged between schools. And according to one source, the final winner may have been Clark University's Joseph Delibatero, who in April of that year gulped a stomach-turning 89 goldfish in one sitting. I mean, how and why? And and where are you getting all these goldfish? That's <laughs> yeah. a lot of goldfish. Are you, are you getting all these poor goldfish? <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell a really funny story really quickly. We have a, a friend that we call him Fish Boy or something like that. <laughs> I think it's Fish Boy is what we used to call him. And for his birthday, we we took, I think it was four of us, and we each had like five bucks or so, ten bucks. And so we put it all together, and we took it to Walmart, and we're like, we want as many goldfish as we can buy with this money. And so we bought like a hundred goldfish and brought them back and gave it to him. But the funny part is when we went to check it out, the cashier was like, are you guys going to eat these goldfish? (laughs) And we're like, no, obviously we're not going to eat goldfish. But apparently that was a a valid question because people do that, I guess, or at least did. Yeah. Strange. Hmm. Anyway, enough about goldfish, Justin. If you'd shut up about goldfish for once in your life, we can talk Uh, about sports. (laughs) So uh, this is a pretty influential year. It's top-heavy. There's not as much in the second half, but we'll get into it starting on New Year's Day, as we always do, with a 25th Rose Bowl. Number 7, South Carolina beats number 3, Duke, 7-3. I'm sorry, Southern California beats number 3, Duke, Mm 7-3. I've done that a few times on this show. Yeah, you're not very good. Just in general. Yeah, just in general. <laughs> okay. Uh, on January 2nd, we had the fifth Sugar Bowl. Number one, TCU beats number six, Carnegie Tech, 15-7. Hey, TCU. Yeah, and Carnegie Tech. Nice, Do they have yeah. a football team? Probably not anymore. <laughs> no. That same day, we had the fifth Orange Bowl. Number two, Tennessee beat number four, Oklahoma, 17 to nothing. When's the next time you think we'll see Tennessee at a number two ranking? Um, is it okay to say never? <laughs> I think that's okay, yeah. Uh, January 15th, this is pretty big. We had the first ever NFL All-Star game at Wrigley Field, Chicago. The New York Giants beat All-American All-Stars 13-10. to Oh, it was actually a close game. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And 10 days later, on January 25th, in only the second World Heavyweight Championship fight ever between two black boxes, Boxers, I'm sorry. Joe Lewis KOs John Henry Lewis in one at Madison Square Garden, New York City. That's a quick fight. <laughs> yeah, I don't think a fight between boxes would have been very interesting. Uh, no, but, but a fight between boxers, slightly <laughs> yeah, more interesting, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. On the February. February 23rd, Lou Thez, he beats Everett Marshall in St. Louis to win the National Wrestling Association World Heavyweight Championship for a second time. Uh, March 27th, here's the first NCAA Men's Basketball Championship where Oregon, they beat Ohio State 46-33. Ohio State Fort Jimmy Hole is named Tournament Most Outstanding Player. During the time, the tournament only encompassed eight teams. Now, of course, it has 68 teams. That's very influential because even though only eight teams back then, it's not very mad for March. It wasn't called that then either. But No. If you don't, you don't have that. You don't have what we have today. So to think that it's sure. that's a, that's a long time, long time running. I did not think that March Madness was that old either, from 1939 to today. Yeah, I didn't either. So it's pretty neat. Um, April second, yeah, the sixth uh, Masters tournament, where Ralph Guldall he wins his only Masters title. 
shooting nine under for the tournament. He uh, was one stroke ahead of Sam Snead. Um, April 16th, you have the Stanley Cup final, where the Boston Bruins, they beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 3-1 for a 4-1 series win. It was the first best-of-seven Stanley Cup final series. There's a lot of firsts in this uh, year as well, which we're going to get to. Very very big. Um, April 20th, Ted Williams, his first MLB hit comes off a New York Yankees fellow uh, fellow future Hall of Famer Red Ruffing in Boston's 2-0 opening day defeat at Yankee Stadium. That's a big one. And then April 30th, Lou Gehrig sets an MLB record playing his 2,130th consecutive and final game for the New York Yankees. And um, this is going to be the year that we're going to talk a bit about Lou Gehrig as well because, um, of course, Lou Gehrig's disease, this this is the year that happens. Mm, So we'll get to that uh, here later on. But before that, May 17th, we had the first televised baseball game uh, broadcast on NBC with Princeton beating Columbia 2-1. So the first ever TV baseball game. Uh, Soon after that, less than a month on June 1st, uh, we had the first major boxing match on U.S. television is the uh, heavyweight bout from New York's Yankee Stadium between former world champion Max Baer and Lou Nova. Nova wins by uh, TKO in 11th round. On June 1st, that same day, we had the first night MLB game take place at Philadelphia's Shrive Park. Phillies lose 5-2 to two at uh, to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Mm. So first uh, night game, I guess, I mean, that makes sense because you got to have lights to play at night, so... I guess yeah, it I took mean, a while. Uh, Wrigley Field and the Cubs, they didn't really have night games for a long time, not until, I think, more recently than um, any other team. Hmm. On the 17th of June, we had the French Championships men's tennis. American collegiate champion uh, Don McNeil, he beats countryman Bobby Riggs. And a few days later, on the 21st, New York Yankees announced Lou Gehrig's retirement after doctors reveal he has... I'm going to butcher this. Amyotrophic uh, lateral sclerosis. Uh, you just say ALS. As, yeah. Yeah. Which that's Lou, that's Lou Gehrig's disease, right? Yep. What, yeah. It is. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Never a good thing when you have a disease named after you, is it? No. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, couple days later. So that's huge. That's influential. Just not, I mean, obviously not just in sports, but also pop culture and also in the medical field. Yeah. yeah. For everything. Uh, June 23rd. Uh, Bronco Nagasaki, he beats Lou Thies in Houston to win the National Wrestling Association's World Heavyweight title. And four days later, on June 27th, the Brooklyn Dodgers tied the Boston Bees 2-2 two two in 23 innings, called an account of darkness after 5 hours <laughs> and 15 minutes. So you sit through 23 innings over 5 hours, and they're just like, it's dark. Everybody uh, go home. You don't even get to finish the game. I would be livid. I would <laughs> be, be furious. <laughs> All right, July 8th, you had the Wimbledon women's tennis. Uh, American Alice Marble, she wins her only Wimbledon singles title, beating Kay Stamers of England. Uh, July 17th, you had the PGA Championship for uh, golf. Uh, the 1938 Masters champion Henry Pickard, he wins his second major title, defending Brian Nelson with a birdie at the 37th hole. Uh, July 25th, a Yankees starting pitcher, Atlee Donald, sets American League rookie record, for consecutive wins, he beats St. Louis Browns 5-1 for his 12th straight victory. And then September 30th, in the first televised college football game, uh, Fordham, they beat uh, Waynesburg 34-7 at uh, Randall's Island, New York. You're a big Waynesburg fan, aren't you? 
Yeah, if I they're probably my second favorite. If I was to ever not not be an Auburn fan, I'd be a Waynesburg fan. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Good on Fordham for beating the eyes out of Waynesburg, <laughs> who probably isn't even a, a, a college anymore. It, I don't it's probably it's probably not even a place anymore. It ceased to exist. <laughs> Uh, and this is where it kind of drops off. Not a lot going on after this, but the things that do happen, pretty big. So October 8th, we had the Baseball World Series. The New York Yankees beat the Cincinnati Reds 7-3 at Crosley Field for a 4-0 sweep in the Yankees' fourth straight World Series title. That's a uh, nice little run there. Nice. Uh, October 22nd, NBC becomes the first network to televise a pro football game. Brooklyn Dodgers beat the Philadelphia Eagles 23-14 at Brooklyn Ebbets Field. And two days later, on the 24th of October, Joe DiMaggio wins AL MVP. Jimmy Fox is the runner-up. Nice. So uh, the first night game at Wrigley Field was 1988. So you think about the first ever night game wow. was 39. And then Wrigley Field and the Cubs, they didn't have a night game until 1988. Yeah, basically 50 years later. That's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. A little behind the punch. Yeah, well, they got around to it, didn't they? All right, so I've got a lot here for you guys in the month of December. On December 6th, you had the fifth Heisman Trophy, Niall Kinnick. He was uh, Iowa's running back. In uh, 1939, Iowa finished the year ranked ninth in the AP poll with a 6-1-1 one one record. Kinnick threw for 638 yards and 11 touchdowns on only 31 passes and ran for 374 yards. It's almost more like a quarterback. Uh, he was involved in 16-19 and 19 touchdowns, 11 passing, 5 rushing, that Iowa scored and was involved in 107 of the 130 points that Iowa scored that year. He played 402 of possible 420 minutes that season. All told, Kinnick set 14 school records, six of which still stand over 65 years later. Wow, very impressive. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially and, with yeah, the he won it now. At, he won it as a running back, but he obviously just played everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, three days later, December 9th, you had the NFL Draft where George Cafago, I guess that's how you say his last name, from University of Tennessee, he was the first pick by Chicago Cardinals. Uh, Cafago, he was drafted as the number one overall pick uh, by the Chicago Cardinals. He eventually pray, played for the Brooklyn Dodgers. After playing one season, his career was interrupted by a brief stint of Army service in World War II. During this time, he appeared in several games for the Newport News Builders of the Dixie <laughs> League. What a name. Uh, returning yeah. to the Dodgers in 43, he was traded to the Washington Redskins after five unspectacular games. For the 1944-1945 seasons, Cafago played for the Boston Yanks before retiring. Sounds like any of these guys, once the draft started, none of them work out. They just all <laughs> stunk. <laughs> yeah, it seems like they all wither away. Which, yeah. he has an excuse. He had to go fight in a war. Yeah, he was, but, he was busy, but, but something more important. But you're right, because a lot of these guys from like, the first draft to really probably the late 60s, they get drafted in there after a year they're done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. December 10th, yeah, the National Football League Championship, um, where it was uh, Green Bay Packers. They beat the Giants 27 to nothing. It was the Packers' fifth title. And uh, the football NCAA football champions were Texas A&M that season. 11-0, perfect season. Yeah, good for them. we got some big sports birthdays from this year. Uh, Bobby Hull, uh, Canadian-American Hall of Fame left wing. He was born this year, as well as Jack Fisher, American MLB pitcher. Um, Phil Nick Niecro, American Baseball Hall of Fame pitcher. 
Yeah. Uh, he famed the knuckleball. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and he was a five-time gold glove winner. Yeah. Um, Carl Yarchemiski, <laughs> baseball Hall of Famer. Oh yeah, he played. He, he played for the uh, Red Sox, I believe. Okay, yeah. And uh, Kathy Whitworth, American golfer. She is a seven-time uh, player of the year, six major titles. Uh, Maria Bueno, a Brazilian tennis player, seven Grand Slam single titles. Yeah. And that dude uh, you said with the crazy last name, um, his grandson plays for the Giants. Oh, that's cool. So it's uh, good genes, I guess. Yeah, I'd say so. And um, October 18th, Mike Ditka, NFL oh, coach in tight nice. end. I feel like he is from a significantly de- different era than everyone else on that list, but he's not. Seriously, like, yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah. Because I guess because I guess his fame was later in life, where theirs were early in life. So it's yeah, but yeah, because yeah, Dicka was coach of the Bears in the eighties, and um, I mean he was a good player too when he played for the yeah, Bears. But he's known as a coach though, yeah. like especially by people that were born after that, like us. Like he's yeah. known as a coach. Yeah, we just think coach. Yeah. Um, and we we had one major death that year, and this is a big death. Uh, James Naismith, which you may not recognize that name, but. He was the inventor of basketball and the oh, football yeah. helmet. Both yeah. of those things. That's yeah. that's huge. <laughs> yeah, the college basketball award for the best player is named after him. The Namesmith, uh, I guess, just best player or whatever for college yeah. basketball. So that is uh, that's pretty insane. So just imagine that both of those things are so influential to. I mean, obviously basketball more so, but also just a football helmet. Like that's he has saved so oh, many people's huge. lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, now comes the time where we have to rank this year. This is a quick episode, Justin, 17 minutes in. Um, but we have to rank this year. We have to decide mm. where 1939 falls in oh, the ranking. Gosh. So oh. for, for those who haven't listened to this before, we rank on a base of 1 to 100, 100 being the best. Um, our best is a 92 with 2008. It's the Beijing Olympics, Giants upset, Tiger on one foot that year. And our worst was 1944. We gave it a 15 where World War II canceled everything. So, what are we gonna? What are we giving this? Um, this is huge. There's there's a few things this is big on. It's, it's big on TV and getting sports put on TV. It's huge yeah. for that. And I mean, you have the first March Madness. You have the first NFL All Star Game. But, um, I was thinking like some a big 65. I was thinking like a sixty-five. A sixty-five? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was thinking like a like a high. I was gonna say like a a sixty-seven. If we want to give it a sixty-six, then perfect. Yeah. Yeah, because okay, I so. mean, there's a lot of firsts, like you said. I mean, big with first televised games. That's huge. Um, first, I mean, Ted Williams had his first hit. You know, you had Lou Gehrig and kind of the discovery of ALS. Um, yeah, I mean, but other than that, yeah, it was just baseball and football. And then some hockey yes. and some other, you know, normal golf stuff. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel like 66 probably good. Yeah, but if it didn't have the first, it would probably be like in the 30s or 40s. So we always pick three things that we list beside this year so we can keep up with it. So first TV sports, I'm just going to shorten it to that, even though there's probably some small sports before that, whatever. Uh, Lou Gehrig. What else? What else should go on this list? I guess March yeah. Madness, right? March Madness. Yeah, do March Madness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
That's still a, that's still a very solid year. I know the score yeah. doesn't reflect it. And there's just not a lot happening. Is the I mean, issue. if you think the best year we've had is a 92, I mean, and add eight to it if you want to, um, whatever they call it, whenever you get a grade on a certain test and they uh, would bump it up. What what was it called? Oh, uh, the, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Why can't we think the, of what the term is? Not to is? score them, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, add eight to it. I mean, it's, you know, 74, so I, I think that's still pretty good. Yeah, 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 that's still very good. Okay, well, that's a 66. We're out of here in 20 minutes, Justin. Heck, yeah. That's this phenomenal. Is, we haven't had a 20-minute episode since I don't know when. I know. We had to do more of these awful years where nothing happens. Yeah. Uh, well, can... thank you all for listening. If you want to listen to our other podcast, feel free to. The Game Managers. It comes out every Sunday. The link will be in the description where we talk recent sports as they happen by the week, not just historical stuff. Um, you can follow the show at TGM Pod. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can message us at rankedsportspod at gmail.com. Other than that, Justin, do we have anything? Uh, any email? Emails? No, nah, no ranked email this week. So maybe okay. maybe next week. Yeah. All send right. send yeah. us an email. Rank, yeah. Ranked Sports Pod. Yeah. We need some ideas. Just throw us a random year. Tell us a year. Tell us a year. 1609. The year you will die. Tell us a year. We'll oh, do it. Okay. Predict the future. All right. Yeah, do it. We'll do. It. We'll predict the future. If that's what if that's if that's what people want to hear, we will try our best to predict <laughs> we'll the future. We'll do it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening, hey. and we'll see yep. you on Sunday on the Game Managers. We're going anyways, guys. Test, test, test. Here we go. You've been listening to Ranked, the most iconic year in sports history. Please remember to like and subscribe. <laughs>